Hi there, welcome to Live at Gilmore Guitars. I'm David Gilmore, and today on the show, it's Ryan Homodome. There's water running underneath the bridge I built to begin. It's always green on the other side The river runs between the banks We sit on either side Watch the flow Wash us out again The places in between The words we left unsaid They're still ringing in my head How about you? There's water on bridge I'll burn again It's always green on the other side Live at Gilmore Guitars, Ryan Homodol. Hey, man. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. Well, I, I've seen you recently, but you you didn't see me uh, because I did go to the show that uh, you did with Curtis and, and Mike and Levi at Bose Bar and Grill. We bumped elbows. We did a little yeah. bit, yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that was a, an amazing show. And unfortunately, the last thing uh, to, that I... I got to see happen from a live music standpoint. Totally, it uh, it, it really made the night special. Eh? Like it was really good. Hmm. Yeah, I I was blown away by the whole thing. Uh, you know, Levi was great. Yeah. You know, Curtis Pegu is is always amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you, of course, you know, you've you've oh, been thanks. doing this for a long time. But uh, Mike Sable really knocked my head off. Yeah. Like yeah, he's great. His songs yeah. and his singing and his performance. Yeah. Are are really really he's come a long way since that very first uh, uh, open mic that uh, he came to at Roosters. No kidding, yeah, hey? it's crazy. I mean, yeah. so many of us met hey at that yeah in that space. I know that night at Bose, like with the uh, with the announcement that things were going to close down again, and mm-hmm. and just the sense in the room there was it was such a uh, 
an attentive listening audience to play to it, like it really made the night special because the audience was like just drawing on yeah. every song just it was uh yeah it was kind of a unique experience unfortunately it was the end of live music for a while again yeah it, it's coming it's yeah. coming close i i know we're out of vaccines here in alberta but uh you know we'll we'll get there so yeah. i heard you yeah. know <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm knocking on wood so oh uh, i know so that first song was called uh how about you yeah and uh you had mentioned that you're starting to record a new ep so uh what what's going on how are how are you uh going about uh, getting these songs compiled and and where are you recording it so this song that i just did how about you is kind of a standalone one it's not it's also not a, which i sorry which i missed uh spoke earlier um but uh the new ep has been a real journey honestly we i connected with um with some people with a guy specifically through a webinar that i sat in on um so I've been pitching some stuff for film and television and getting in contact with... Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, with music supervisors and just trying to build some relationship that way. Um, I mean, that's a long game. But uh, I sat in on a webinar with a guy named Rick Clark, um, who's since become a friend of mine. And um, he did uh, the music supervision for uh, Hell on Wheels and uh, it was Oprah's show... Um, Weeds or something? Was it weeds? Oh, okay, yeah. I, I might be, I might have got that wrong. But uh, he was on a webinar and I just loved the way he was talking about his relationship to music and how he, he said a line to me that uh, he, he said in placing music with, syncing it with, uh, with film, he said, you know, we're all after the same thing. We're just trying to touch what's priceless. And uh, that really resonates with me, you know, yeah. the, you know that and the I idea. Can, and knowing you like I do, I, I, I can see that for sure. Yeah, it's like that. It's that idea of, of, of the artisan reaching into what is unknown and, and pulling it forward to where it can be seen or felt or heard. And I mean, I, you're, you're doing that with the guitar that I'm holding in my hands right here. It's right. the craftsman, the, the creator even. So uh, so I reached out to him just kind of on a whim with a, a cold email and he had listened to one of my songs on the webinar so he kind of knew what I was about and uh, and I said hey if there's a time that you're available to chit chat um, I'd love to just book you for an hour or a couple hours and pay you a contract like a consultation fee to to look up some more on my music and talk about kind of that side of the industry so he agreed um, nice. He's a busy guy. Yeah. Uh, so through his agent, I booked this time and we got together. It happened to be Canada Day um, just this June. Okay. So we booked for a couple hours. We spent the whole day together. <laughs> we had, <laughs> had suffered together over like over yeah. a FaceTime call. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, had a couple of beers in the evening and he read me some of the work. He's writing a book right now. This So through that time, we listened through kind of a most of my material that I had kind of that I felt was here you can hear this okay. and see what's going on right so so did you just play it live for him no I, I sent it um, like I just sent it ahead of time through a Dropbox and he downloaded it and we just sat okay, and listened yeah. and he talked about oh you know like all kinds of insight it was like a it was like a crash course in producing mixing film sync and and uh, you know just tons of experience there in that, in that, um, through that 
connection and that friendship. Then he forwarded on some stuff to a friend of his that he thought would be, you know, might be uh, just a good fit. So like open to using some of your stuff. Well, just more from a, from a producer mixer standpoint. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so this guy listened to my stuff and then got back to me and we ended up, you know, just chatting and we got on FaceTime and, and, uh, just a good dude that's on the road all the time. Um, and, uh, and is back now with everything being shut down. So we decided we would do, uh, take one of the songs off the album that I was planning on releasing in February. Yeah. And uh, and do a remix of it, and then we got it open. And he said, "Hey, I got some pals that are around town that, uh, you know, that are off the road, and and uh, they dig this stuff." And they had, so we ended up retracking some stuff just to kind of make it fit the new mix. Um, and uh, and then I got it back, and I was just like, <laughs> "No, it's really I can't wait to share it with you." Nice, excellent. Yeah. So, a- anyways, through this, uh, I mean. Tell me if it's boring, but it's really exciting to me. So I, you know, and we've been in lockdown for a year, so yeah, yeah. I'm ready to chat. <laughs> that's, that's good, you know. And, and yeah. I'm excited about what what you know these new people uh, in your sphere are going to be able to bring to you. Yeah, it's really it's really been an interesting journey. Um, so after that song, you know, after we ended up retracking a bunch of stuff on the song um, and uh, and and just kind of freshening it up and then carving out some stuff. Because I was going for, you know, this kind of cinematic, you know, dark, dense sort of thing with Heath, right? And, right. and that's the way it was produced. And now it's like kind of a new season. And it's like, okay, let's kind of clean, clear away a bit and, and uh, just edit, be a little bit. Edit, 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 edit. Yeah. And uh, so after we did the, the, the one track, the, um, we got talking about, well, you know, what else could we do? And he was saying, hey, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm around and I'm... And it seemed like a really great working relationship. So I started, uh, I just recorded a few demos, uh, vocal and acoustic, and, and sent them down and said, hey, what do you think of, you know, they came arranged and with a good, a good vocal and acoustic demo. Yeah. And, uh, and so we just dug into that. So we were putting together a six-song EP, which is in Mixdown right now. So the songs for the EP, are they a fairly recent project or are they things that have been kind of bubbling all along? So, well, it's a mix, actually. There's two tracks on there that are brand new. Um, And then there's, uh, you know, two that are also like within the last year and a half or two years. Okay. And then there's one that's, uh, you know, the that live off the floor thing that I did um, shelter in place yes <laughs> who would have knew but uh, uh, there's a song on there that I've been that I wrote 20 years ago um, that's finally got the life that I believed it could have okay it's uh, nice. yeah it's really it's really fun to see it and you know to take your hands off of off of some of that process like I sat in on all the sessions by zoom so or, or FaceTime and um, was in the room and we talked you know kind of the talked about the the dynamic build of the song and kind of some of the parts but but really just let the guys hear it and do what they and let Dwayne the guy who's producing it just and and what is his name again Dwayne, Dwayne Laring and and where is he located he's in Nashville oh, well, he's in oh. Franklin actually just outside of okay yeah so all these guys are from that area okay um, but they're all you know they've been on the road um, uh, 
the Adam Lester, who's who's playing guitar on this new stuff, has been on the road with Peter Frampton for the past thirteen or fourteen years. Wow! And nice. uh, and just like, I mean, a brilliant, amazing. If anybody's listening and wants to look up uh, his acoustic album Home, it's like uh, it's like Phil Keggy meets Eric Johnson acoustic version. Okay, it's uh, really amazing. I've been watching Eric Johnson on Instagram. Oh yeah, he's got a really great Instagram feed. He uh, he does like these ten minute lessons. Oh, cool! Yeah, and it's and he's just a a, a cool dude. Yeah, like a really cool yeah. dude. Yeah, you know, and like meeting some of these guys, I was a bit fanboy, like you know, honestly, because it's like they're doing what you would love to do, and they've been yeah. doing it for their whole lives. They're not right. they're seasoned guy, you know, and uh, and done just amazing stuff, and you know, talking with Dwayne, the first kind of conversation. And I sort of let him in on my insecurity there, and he's like, "Hey, man, like you gotta, you gotta let that go because you know it's your stuff that we're doing, and we're all into it, and uh, and you know you've got expertises in, you know your field. I came out of 25 years of construction. He said I wouldn't come and, you know, be, you know, a, you, right? Yeah, we all got our things. So, like, just really decent people, you know, like kind-hearted, generous." Um, interested uh you know it's been a really great experience and you're happy with what they're doing with your words and music uh, oh absolutely i mean i've been i've been involved in the whole in the whole process so um like i you know Dwayne and i talked through the songs and i sent him the arrangements and the and the vocal and guitar um and then we and then he made a you know you know a couple of the songs he said hey let's cut this down you know cut four bars out of this and move these bars to the end of here like a little a couple of arrangement moves but most of it was so, as it is so technically how are you going to record are you just going to record your vocal at home and then just dropbox the the file to them or is, is that how you're doing it no actually heath and i made a heath and i have been recording together so um um, here in Red Deer, right. So we've been recording. Uh, well, we recorded the demos, the, the scratch okay. tracks, and okay. then sent the session down, and then got the uh, drums, bass, guitar um, on them, and got the session back. And then I recorded my retract my guitar and okay. retract my vocal, okay. and sent them back for for the uh, auxiliary. You know, the for the final female mix. background vocal. Oh, okay. And a little bit of thing. cello and yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing yeah. some of this. This is going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm very good, excited. Good for you. I feel really, uh, <clears throat> you know, like it's a blessing in the middle of of what felt like a pretty dark, you know, kind of the plans get shifted and it's like, well, right, we're doing this and uh, and we had a plan to release Silver Thread in February, and then uh, you know everything ground to a halt and. And here we are. So we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, about Silver Thread in a little bit, but let's get another song in. Sure. So what are we going to do this time? Well, here's a, this one is not on the. This is just a kind of a single that uh, Heath and I have been working on. Okay. Um, it's called Where We Belong. You asked if you could get a lift before I had a chance to shift you through your bag and jumped into my car. I said I'd drop you up the road, maybe buy you lunch or change your clothes, but I usually like to travel on my own. You 
You told me you'd been waiting there for me And this road trip had always been meant to be Down the road we traveled on, we talked all night, we sang our songs And I forgot where I was supposed to be Told me we would be there soon Threw back the seat You slept till noon You stuck your gum to the dash of my car You might not choose the road you're on But still end up where you belong Summer came and summer went We sold the tent to pay the rent I took a job and you went back to school On the weekends we would drive around And sing a song from town to town I knew where I was supposed to be Oh, 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 Where you belong Now we've got our little home Three wild kids and a dog named Joe But our wandering feet, they still like to roam So we tell the kids to pack it light Take a bag for a couple nights Let's hit the road and see where it goes Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. Live at Gilmore Guitars, Ryan Homadol. Very nice. So, uh, inspiration for that. Well, it's how my wife and I, I met. I, yeah, I'm <laughs> just kidding. My <laughs> wife would shoot me. <laughs> but there are some sort of elements that are very kind of your life-like situations, right? Yeah, it's a, you know, the it's a it's a story. Um, I have a picture of that, you know pulling up to the lights with the top down on a car and and uh, all of a sudden there's a backpack in the back seat and the door you know somebody hops in yeah. and the lights green and and well she's pretty and you know kind of cute you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and away you go and it turns into be something that evolves into like part of life and you know that particular story isn't you know necessarily my experience but that I have experienced that you know you don't always choose the road you're on you don't always choose the road you're on but still end up where you belong you know you find out 
as uh, as we know, you know, kind of as life goes on, you end up landing someplace that's like, hmm, I didn't know, you know, this path has kind of led me to where I was meant to be. And right, right. Yeah, so it's a reflection of that idea um, Okay. told in that kind of story. And uh, this song, uh, as you mentioned, isn't on uh, the Silver Threads it's not. album, and it's not going to be included in this new EP. No. Nope. Um, so as a songwriter, have you got a stockpile of songs that you're just kind of waiting for homes for? I do. Uh, you know, I've got a bunch of these, like this kind of folk pop, like this one that I just did. I've got a handful of those that sort of don't fit me squarely. They're not really my, uh, they're not really necessarily my, uh, you know, where I want to live and perform, but they're songs that I wrote and they're songs right. that I like and I like to play them, but they don't fit, you know, it wouldn't fit in this EP because it's, it's very, uh, you know, rock alternative with this kind of progressive sort of edge. Um, and, you know, lands pretty squarely in, in rock world. Okay. Yeah. So do you have kind of an end game for this EP that you're doing? Well, we're going to, you know, one of the things that this is again, kind of, um, you know, some advice that I got at the beginning of it that, you know, being late to the game, um, I didn't, you know, I, I kind of tried to plan a lot with silver thread with, with, uh, with that album and try to make it do a lot and kind of had a real plan for it. And so, part of it you know I missed out on some of the the joy of the recording process and of like just that creative space and being part of the the journey of that and do you think that was because you were so single-minded in what you wanted to achieve with that record I think so I think that yeah and I think uh, you know being um, you know just just trying to break into something that was uh, you know I was looking at it like a like a business startup and it's like uh, okay I'm leaving I'm leaving a career to do something that I believe in and I've got you know my wife behind me and we've got this theater production and now it's like time to put an album together and and how do we make this so that it can be a you know a revenue stream that we can right move forward with right and I think in that in that time I think I missed out on some of the joy of what it really is to to write to record to bring other people into it and uh, and see other people's giftings and and you know creativity brought into a work which there certainly is that in the work but I I think I missed out on some of it okay so in this with this EP you know Dwayne and I were talking uh one night over a a scotch and uh over FaceTime and just you know chatting about the work and and he said you know like he said I just encourage you to uh just enjoy the process and enjoy this time and, uh, you know, when we get closer to the end, we can talk about maybe I've got some ideas of what you could do to help, you know, just connect, you know, just to get it forward, like, you know, just releasing it and stuff. Um, but um, so I really took that advice to heart and I've been really trying to stay, OK, this is my job right now to get finish the CP and to. Uh, you know, to be present in these new relationships and and not think too far ahead. Yep. Yeah. And just kind of be in the moment. Yeah. Uh, I get that. I get that. I you know, every time I start a, start a guitar, you know, it's you know, I'm not thinking about who's going to buy it. You know, it's just like you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, right here, right now. Totally. Well, and I think that you get your best work out of that. Like I feel um, really proud of. I mean, I'm I'm proud of 
Silver Thread, which is unreleased, which is terrible. And I feel like, like it's just this treasure that's been, that's, you know, sitting hidden. And it's good. Yeah. I've I've got it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, And, uh, and so, you know, this, this EP, I feel like it's, uh, you know, I feel like quite excited about the work. I think it's some of my best songwriting. Okay. Um, and, uh, so are you going to use the, the Nashville sort of machine, the network that these people have to get this music out into the world as well? Or are you going to kind of take it and do it on your own from here? Well, I think, I mean, there's no conversation about, you know, kind of anything further. I I don't really have any expectations about, uh, you know, but I, about that, you know, being kind of knit into that. But I do think that, um, you know, the relationships that I'm building are are true. They're friendships. They're like people that I would hang with and, uh, you know, that I enjoyed and have enjoyed getting to know and really, like, think their giftings are, like, amazing. They're So all the all the players on all six of these songs are the same people. Okay. Um, you know, it's the same session, guys. And... Um, you know, so there's a there's a bit of continuity, uh, relationally and within the EP. It's got it's it's got its sound for sure, and it'll be sonically yep. connected as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. So uh, you know, I think like I'm hoping to release it within a couple of months, and I got to think about how to you know kind of set that up so it can be its best. But I'm not there yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it'll be a quick turnaround. We'll see what. Um, you know when the mixes are done and it's and and we'll get it mastered, um, and then uh, and then just see it. We release uh, you know a single off of it. A song at a time. Or, or, or yeah. I think it's. I think I'm just gonna release it. And I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm. Ex- I, I think it's meant to be heard. Okay. And, well, that's good. And I've made that mistake before. I like you know I released three singles off of off of Silver Thread, and. Uh, to kind of test the water and to see what it was like. Okay, I've never done that. I've never gone to a digital distributor, right. and you know, you know, made the agreement with them and and paid the fee, and then, you know, like all of that. Never done that. So I wanted to see what it felt like all the way through. Get the songs registered and get you know, um, deal with SoCan and and ASCAP and like all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found is that they you know essentially disappeared into the digital abyss <laughs> and well you really have to market it yeah you know the that adage build it and they will come is not necessarily yeah. true when it comes to you know things of art yeah uh you know you have you have to kind of get it in people's faces yeah you know and there's people that their job is to take that thing that you build as a musician and put it in the faces of people you know radio or licensing for for radio for television movies that sort of thing there's people that that have expertise in those areas and it's just a matter of you know hooking up the links yeah Yeah. well and getting i mean having the product first right having the you know the value in the product um and then kind of i think it can grow from from there and I I mean I agree there's people that I'm terrible for my independence and for you know kind of for independence and I'm really learning in this industry 
um, how you know how much kind of developing team around you and getting people yeah. around you that yeah. believe in what you're doing and and share the vision and that can mutually benefit you know from the process and being alongside what you're doing exactly so that's that's a bit of learning for me because coming from you know from construction you know you get a crew and a set of blueprints and some engineering support and you know you go do your thing and and uh, so you're either the, in or you're in the way. Kind of, you know? <laughs> exactly. So when's the last time you actually swung a hammer and ran a crew? Oh, ran a crew? Well, this my two boys and okay. Curtis Bagoo count. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you did work on uh, Curtis's studio yeah, out there, yeah. the, the chicken coop. You bet. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I haven't done any, any real project work for five years this November past. So we've been we've been slogging away at uh, at the theater show and recording music and building relationship and it's incredibly frightening. It's yeah. incredibly exciting, and it's amazingly gratifying to do these things. Twenty twenty one, May first, twenty twenty one of this year is going to be my tenth anniversary of building wow. guitars full time. Congratulations! That's it's. It's crazy. That's a milestone. Yeah. Well, let's hope we can have a barbecue and a yeah, celebration. No and that's really amazing. That's a, a and um, my next guitar is actually going to be number two hundred. Hmm. The next one that I start. So you know, I'll be building my two hundredth guitar in my tenth year of doing it full time. Wow. So how? Uh, when did you feel like? Like as an artist, as a craftsman, what number do you did you feel you turned a corner, or is it a progression? Uh, yeah, there was um, like I thought I was okay when I opened up Gilmore Guitars. Mm -hmm. I really wasn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> is that right? Oh no, oh no. <clears throat> but I think about three years in to doing it full time, that's when the craft actually turned a corner, and the guitars went from being oh okay hmm. to being good and then in the next couple of years they started to get really good yeah and now you know at the risk of sounding cocky i think my guitars are as good as anybody else's mm -hmm. out there building handcrafted guitars so am i holding is this the newest guitar is that, that what you is said? that guitar is the newest guitar in the showroom it's a gilmore sj with east indian rosewood back and sides oh, it's uh, beautiful the uh, the binding on it is bloodwood it's the first time i've ever used bloodwood and it was a bear was it <laughs> yeah well, you wouldn't know it by looking at it. I mean, I'm, uh, I've been watching your guitars for... Well, we've known each other for almost 10 years. Yeah. Uh, just, it's probably seven or eight years yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you were getting started. Yeah. Um, like, you were started, but you weren't... Uh, yeah, three years in, probably. Yeah. And I came in and, uh, and played a... <clears throat> I think I played a song for you on one of your new builds, and... Uh, and you just commented on it and gave me some encouragement and said you should come down to an open mic and play some of that stuff. And, that's right. Uh, so I mean, that's funny, eh? Like, and I mean, and then we, uh, you know, had those that season of open mic that was really community. Like, it's interesting <clears throat> that that community of people that would come down there every Monday are still 
a community. They still yeah. hang with each other and they still kind of go to some of the other open mics when they were still going. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really, I'm, I'm proud that uh, Pete and I were able to sort mm-hmm. of foster that community. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, and it was, you know, it was like a, it was a special kind of moment in time really. Cause there was, the community was built there. And like you said, it's yeah. still, it's still um, existing. People built actual lasting relationships in those, yeah, in those nights, those evenings yeah. of hanging together, and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Enough about me. Let's get another song in. All right. So we are going to do a song called "Let You Down." Tell me a little bit about it. Let you down. Now this is. Uh, It's really uh, a song about my own spiritual spiritual journey, okay. um, a lifetime of of journeying, um, you know, and discovery and and uh, resisting and yielding and uh, giving up and looking up. Uh, so let you down is <clears throat> is about uh, you know the realization that. In my belief, there's uh, someone greater than myself at work in the universe who's good and kind and benevolent and has an interest in my life. And uh, let you down is like that realization that um, that's the that's the kind of of God that I came to know and have come to know. So um, you you know, hear it in the lyric. Uh, um, yeah, the lyric will speak for itself. Live at Gilmore Guitars, Ryan Homadell.
I've been afraid to give it all When I know my all won't be enough But if I rise once more then I fall Well I'll be standing when the trumpet calls me up Live at Gilmore Guitars, it's Ryan Homadol. That's good. When did you know that you could write a song? Oh, I was a kid. I was writing lyrics when I was a kid. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, and singing too. So I used to do this. You might have done this as a farm kid. You get on, uh, get on the tractor, and you get it get your speed set on whatever you're pulling behind you, and the motor is humming in a, in a pitch. And I used to make up songs over top of, in whatever key the tractor was okay. coming at, whatever that, whatever that tonic was, I was singing and writing stuff over top of it um, about, you know, just whatever, right? Just, yeah. And were you writing things down at that point too? Yeah. 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 yeah I, I uh, you know, lots of lyric for me is about, is about distilling something that I, I, uh, I spend, I mean, lots of times in the night I'll be thinking about stuff and I'll be kind of working through things in my own thoughts and with the hope to get to some kind of distilled understanding or something, I mean, and not to overcomplicate it, but get to a place where I can, where I can own something that I believe to be true and that will stand up. And so lyric is like that for me. If I can distill something that, that I believe to be honest and its kind of purest sense of 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 uh, communication that's what I'm searching for that's what I'm to say something that that uh, I believe to be that I can stand by that I can so when I think of lyrics and I think of you know when I jot stuff down it's usually I've you know been thinking about I've been thinking about an idea or a thought and then tried to distill it down just to a phrase or okay. to a sentence. So do, does the songwriting process start with a lyric or have you s- sat with your guitar and just kind of played and went, oh, there's something and then, and, and do, do it that way or, yep. or are you just kind of yep. <laughs> all of it? All of it, you know, yeah. uh, yeah, lots of times, um, I'll, you know, play something that I find interesting or that kind of draws me in on my guitar. And then I'll just, you know, kind of hum a melody over it just to like a scat kind of version of a, of a melody. And I draw pretty heavily on how music makes me feel. Okay. Yeah. To lead me to a lyric, um, for me to put, uh, for me to put music to a lyric is probably a more difficult, um, thing. If I have a lyric, that's written and I write something I'll be like, oh I have a lyric that's kind of this the same emotion and the same feel of what's being said on my guitar um, in my limited capacity to communicate on the guitar you do just fine well <laughs> I'm playing a pretty nice guitar here too. Yeah. so um, uh, now we had t- talked about the album that was supposed to be released in mm-hmm. February um, 
do you have an idea of what you might like to do with it now, now that everything has shifted gears? Because I, I think you had kind of a specific path that you wanted to take with that record, mm-hmm. but that that's all gone mm-hmm. now. So are, are you thinking that you're going to just put it out there anyway and let it live out there now or? Well, I think that there's, I think there's some, there's a couple more songs on there that I would maybe do, you know, uh, do a, a remix on um, just to open them the way that these new songs are to kind of more align with what the sonic sound is of these new tracks. Um, I was planning, I had thought of putting videos to them and just releasing them as, as uh, videos, um, like lyric video or because yeah. something like from from Tethers, yeah. right? It's yeah. got visuals with it and some. So, yeah, short answer. I don't know for sure. Um, I want them to be heard, and, and I feel you know I feel like they're they represent uh, part of of what I want to give into the world and to bring to. Um, and they do represent a moment in time of Ryan Homadol as well mm-hmm. because you know there were certain people that played on that record that were in totally. your life at the time yeah well and still are i mean yeah and some of the some of the work that's on it is very uh i mean it's beautiful and it it's uh the it's recording it, the recording is a really great recording yeah thanks. and some of the, some of the the playing on it is 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 top drawer mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah I, let me think. You know, and pretty much everybody that played on that record is we're all people from right here in town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Curtis played. Curtis played bass on everything that was. You know, we did a couple of programmed songs. Uh, I think he played on, if I remember, eight tracks out of ten. Okay. And Don Swift played on uh, six out of ten, and Pete kind of touched all but one, I think, in right. some way. Yeah. Um, but you know, like. Like with with Pete coming in um, into, I said like like I want like you wouldn't have believed how loud the live room was. was oh, like, I would. Oh, it was <laughs> oh, I would. So good, and and it was just feel and hands. I wanted to capture what like because I just think that I mean all of those guys are brilliant in their own way. Um, I mean Curtis is you know Curtis and he's yeah. an amazing. Uh, musician and and producer and like he's just songwriter and and don is like a he's like genius um i mean playing with him live and the dynamic feel of being close to his kit when he's like in and the just groove. listening to, to how he talks about how he wants to play totally is you, you totally get where he's coming <laughs> yeah, from exactly yeah and in the best way like yeah, that exactly. is uh, exactly uh, and i love him for uh, like all of that yeah and pete you know pete and i had kind of a special um we've done the most together yeah um he's done lots of stuff with just him and i we've done just accompanied me and uh, my first show at the ironwood in calgary it was just pete and i and we got to open for uh, daring greatly to like a packed house that was just full of energy and uh, and then just him and I did this opening set and and it was great like it, the energy in the room just made everything so much so Pete and I have this like history of of um, you know just love between us and he's been super kind to to uh, you know speak into my music and and speak into uh, my artistry and um, 
you know, and come alongside that. Even open mics, right? He would jump up and play. And I remember one night he's he, we were playing uh, together, and the room was just like like gone somewhere. Everybody was doing their own thing, and he's like, "We got him right where we want him." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah. nope, I don't have him at all. <laughs> but in Pete's mind, we had him. You know? So yeah, I mean, and that's another. It's another beautiful part of this whole journey because we you know Anna and I stepped into this you know in kind of out on the water so to speak like where we felt like hey what are we really doing in this life and what are we really contributing and and how are we you know connecting with people in a way that enriches other people's lives and and that's really been what you know kind of what our hearts are right that's so you know we stepped out and just kind of risked all this but the but the return on it has been like you know these relationships and these people that we get to hear their story and you know hear where their where their life is really you know and be able to to in some way um, you know communicate a, a a message of of human significance and a, and a will to to impact the world we live in and um, and we've found you know just a whole bunch of other people trying to do the same thing just like meet with people where they're at and. Yeah, yeah. I've been very, very fortunate um, uh, because you know I've, I've doing what I do. I've, I've got to meet and interact with all of these people and some amazing talent. Yeah, and just some really spectacular people. And you know, sometimes some somebody will come in that you just don't expect will pick up a guitar and your chin will hit your chest. Yeah. It's just so and it's you know, wow, that is really cool. Yeah. And some of those people, like you, you know, remain in my life. Which is is really, really cool. And yeah. and you talk uh, about Anna a lot. And uh, with me and Adrian, you know, without my wife, Adrian, there's no Gilmore guitars. Right. Yeah. You know, same here. And it's uh, (laughs) I'm just eternally grateful every every day. Yeah. Yeah. You and I both, uh, you know, Anna has the same, which would I'm sure is the same with Adrian, the same belief in and vision for, you know, to live in a way that represents who you are. Um, while you're here, you know, we only get so much time. One of the things, you know, that's just been, you know, part of Tethers, part of the communication, the the, uh, the storyline of Tethers is the uh, is the reality that that there will never be, has never been, and will never be another you, another David Gilmore. Uh, there will never be another the the genetic makeup the propensities the giftings the abilities the you know the liabilities the the dna the personality all of that is unique to you in all of the universe there has never been another one of you and so that in intrinsically makes you significant in the world that you're living in and you know in my my own belief on that in my own spiritual understanding of that I, I think that's intentional I think that we're actually we're intentionally the recipe that makes us uniquely who we are is placed in time and space and we're and we're meant to bring life into the world through being as near to who we were made to be who are like our plumb line of who we are if, if we can get as close as we can to that that we actually we actually ripple into the world in a way that we don't get to be static in the earth. We, we are either making it 
worse and marginally or, or, or violently worse, or we're making it better. We don't get to sit still. And so that that that's an interesting theory. And I think that you and I are going to have to shut the microphones off and sit with a bottle <laughs> yeah, of scotch totally. and, and, yeah. and have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, the I mean, the the part about that, that that's beautiful in that is that as you like you as a as a craftsman, a guitar builder and a musician, as you have moved into being the closest to yourself that you can be out of that has come all this life like i mean the community at roosters was was a extension of you being close to who you are like this shop that i'm sitting this guitar that i'm holding in my hands the i mean your your whole journey has in it from my from my view anyway has grown in in uh experience and in impact um just by you being who you are uh, and I mean, that's a gift to us. That's a gift to your community. And I mean, even here as a friend, that's a gift. Um, so that's, that's to be, for me, that's to be encouraged for people live yeah. close to who you are. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's, it's a scary thing to do. No kidding. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a frightening thing to, to, to do what it is that you really, really want yeah. to do because there's so many outside influences that impact a decision that you make on a daily basis. Yeah. So, so how many times in, in 10 years, I mean, if you could guess, how many times have you put your head in your hands and said, what the hell am I doing? Uh, probably more than you would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a frightening thing yeah. because uh, obviously, you know, there's, there's not financially it's it's a very frightening thing mm-hmm. because we we live we we have discovered the things that we can live without right and we can live without a lot yeah but that being said i don't think that adrian and i have been more happy yeah i would so, say that for anna and i too our marriage has never been stronger. We've yeah. never had less. Yeah. Um, and our family, I mean, we've got these beautiful boys that were, I mean, they're just like, they're just gifts to us. And uh, so we've got this, everything, we're so rich right now. And yet we're like, you know, are we going to be able to do some more shows, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Are we going to be able to sell an album? And, you know, there's that. But it's a different economy, I think, when you start to to pursue the things that are meaningful rather than the things that are expedient or, you know, that yeah. are, yeah. All right. Heavy. Uh, heavy. <laughs> heavy. Let, let's get one last song in yeah. here, okay, Ryan?
guitars ryan homodo ryan thank you so much for for making the trip in and having a conversation yeah it's been great thank you very much it was a lot of fun yeah live at gilmore guitars it's in the can 